it's kind of like the distinction between a leopard and a hyena, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> You're gonna die. It's mm-hmm. gonna eat you, right? But they have very different ways of eating you, right? Sure. The leopard's gonna be all stealthy, kind of get you from behind, then take you up into the tree. That's like your kind of establishment Republican. I just want to eat all the meat by myself and not share <laughs> it with anybody. Like that's your standard Republican, right? Then you've got these other Republicans that are like the hyenas, and they're just like, <laughs> and they just they're gonna swarm you, they're cackling, and they're kind of gonna eat you while you're still alive. going on everyone welcome to the habituation room podcast the show the live stream the all things to all people the everywhere everything all the time all at once is that the name of the film i forget um but very cool uh on all the awards it won talking about the golden globes early yay michelle yao um my baby got me up at 6 a.m., so I am a little tired today. Not gonna lie. <sighs> anyway, we've got a great show. Second show of the year. Feeling good. A great show. Two amazing people. Comedian Billy Wayne Davis is here with, with us for the hour. And then some. As well as Ellie Mistall of The Nation, Justice Reporter, um, always on point, always bringing and spitting the hard truths and covering everything from the Supreme Court to what's going on in the DOJ, Ellie will bring it to us. So I'm super excited to get his thoughts on 2023, uh, where are we headed as we still emerge from the fog of of Trumpism uh, and trying to sort of like leave it behind like a, you know, obnoxious little piece of plastic that gets stuck to your hand you know what i mean you're just like no that's like the kindest way to describe fascism in this country it's like a little piece of plastic (sighs) if you're here thank you for being here thank you for pressing play from wherever you are on your little power walk as you forget about your problems breathe some fresh air trudge through some snow Uh, Make sure to give this podcast five stars on all the things. I think you can do that also on Spotify. Um, Also, of course, on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you are liking and sharing the stream right now. Let people know what you're into. Um, And, of course, I'll be reading your super chats and comments at the end. And if you're here on Twitch, thank you so much for supporting this show. You can support this show. And. Give yourself access to bonus episodes every goddamn week. We do an extra 10 minutes, sometimes 15, sometimes a little solo stream. Sometimes I take you on a tour of the bookshelf behind me. Um, but patreon.com slash room is where you go. And today we're going to talk about Marjorie Green and Lauren Boebert, who apparently, funny, weird, how like, you know, the right has no solidarity among women. Uh, You know, it's almost like they're anti-feminist. But yes, Marjorie Green and Lauren Boebert apparently hate each other. And there's more evidence to that uh, supposition. And I'm excited to get into it. Maybe we'll do a little reenactment of what that, there apparently was a fight. So what did that look like? Where did it happen? Who did it? In which room? With which weapon? Um... Was there a lot of hair pulling? I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited. I just, I just want 
I, I do look, mark my words. Those two will be fighting one another in a mud pit and like breaking fake chairs over each other's heads in some W fucking what I don't know what they are. WCW. I'm like in some future wrestling match when they are no longer congresswomen. That will happen. I foresee it. They'll get paid. And they'll be so much happier. Anyway, we'll talk all about that. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about George Santos today. Oh, yes, the saga deepens. Uh, as well as COVID. Yeah, it's over if you believe it. Um, so with that, let's get into this week. Um, I guess final announcement is that our show this uh, Sunday night in San Francisco is sold out. It's sold out. But thank you guys so much for if you bought tickets. If you can't be there live, don't worry. It will stream that Tuesday, uh, inshallah. Um, but if you are in SF and you do, uh, some tickets may be released that day. So just follow me on the socials and follow Bituation Pod on the socials because um, I'll let you know if tickets get released. Sometimes there's like an extra like 10 or 12 but not a, not a 13th. Um, so anyway, yes, TBD on that. Super excited to have John Iderola and Robert Evans, of course, live. Um, but let's get into this week, y'all. What are you bitching about? Briefly, I may or may not have bought tickets to... Coachella. That's right. Uh, don't judge me too hard. Uh, yeah, but you have a three month old. I know she'll be six months and then they get just, they do, they, they're great. They're right just by themselves. Just strap a little camel pack to them of breast milk and, you know, and they're fine. Right. They don't, they do good in the desert. The point is, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I really want to go see, uh, Frank Ocean, Bad Bunny, Bjork, uh, fucking gorillas, uh, Kaliuchis, who I really, really like, uh, other, other people. Now here was the thing about having babies. I was like, look, I don't recognize any of the pe the lineup on Coachella. This was like 2022. It was like, this is, this is a young man's game, a young lady's game. I can't do this anymore. And then they announced this year's and it's like Bjork's there. But again, you know, I mean, it'll be, it'll be amazing, but she's going to only sing her new album, which is a bunch of shit that I don't know. And I'm like, go back to, Fucking human behavior. Come on. You know what I mean? She's going to be like, Ooh, ah, ah. and you're like, I don't know what that song is. The point is, I still want to go. And uh, I think I need, I would probably need to drop like $6,000. <laughs> like all told, childcare, place to stay, Co Coachella tickets, food, and I'm staying home. I think that's what's going to happen. So I'm probably going to sell them. But if you or someone you love or know just wants to, like, let me crash in their place in Palm Springs and look after my baby, hit me up. I'd appreciate that. Coachella isn't baby friendly. That's what I'm bitching about. We need a whole little pit. We need a separate dance pit for the babies. Separate little water park for the babies, okay? We old. You can't tempt us with gorillas. These young fools don't even know who that is. Anyway, all right, let's uh, bring in for the hour comedian uh, of two podcasts, two stand-ups, <laughs> and has appeared on Conan, Last Comic Standing, and Comedy Central. His new special, Testify, is out right now on YouTube. You all need to watch it immediately after this show. 
please welcome Billy Wayne Davis. Hi. Billy, so good to have you on. It's good to be on. Um, are we live on the internet? We're, <laughs> yes, we are. You've heard of it. We're also, Ooh. there are people in the future listening to us as a podcast. So if there's anything you say, I can always go back and edit. You know, I just go back and just, I uncancel you. I don't doubt. I mean, if I say it live. Mm. It's forever. It's it's forever from here on out. Trust me, I've tried. Um, Billy, we begin this show, if you hadn't noticed, just, uh, you know, just grieving. Just aggrievement politics. Aggrievement politics. We're all about that. So what are you bitching about right now? Um, oh, I think <laughs> that in, like... It's very strange to me, like, and they just keep calling it inflation, but it's like kind of a recession too, <laughs> but it's like, they're not, no one's talking about it, but it's like very, they're like, wow, eggs cost a lot. And you're like, yeah. And every fucking thing else. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's, we. it's just, it's strange to be like, you know, being an adult and then trying to plan your year. And then be like, well, some of this doesn't doesn't make sense. And then you go to the news or whatever thing you go to to see what people are or the collection. If you're an intelligent person, you have to go to a collection of yeah things to see what's actually kind of happening and then deduct. <laughs> but even now, you're like, ha, ah, why aren't it's it seems bad what's happening. Yeah, like the other side of inflation is recession. You don't, and the other side of ra like raising interest rates endlessly, forget the price of eggs, right? Just like, I mean, eggs, like that's important. That's like, arguably, we will be able to afford eggs more readily than we'll be able to afford like our own home, you know, our generation. That's just real. Mm. But enough you eggs. Should get, you should get some chickens. That's what you <laughs> exactly. should do. If only they hatched yeah, places like tiny homes or you could build, just live in the you hen house. Need, you don't, well, I mean, <laughs> you it's, listen, we've done it before. It is a, it's, I think we got numbers though. I think that's my, my, quite my bitch right now is also con having to say over and over again it's it's rich like this is capitalism it's very clear and the only way you win capitalism like the game is to like get the most capital so um if also that's the game then shouldn't all the people that without capital stick together <laughs> you think it's so hard to get people to do that it's it's very hard, uh, which is why I hate sort of intra-left fighting, because number one, there is no left in this country, like real formidable left wing in this country, you know, um, either inside the inside power, inside Congress or outside of it. Um, but I love just the futility of arguing about minor political points on the internet and being like, man, this is why we can't do shit. This is why we can't have nice things, you know? And 
also uh because we're playing by a separate set of rules than like the powerful and the wealthy are you know so that's that's also stacked against all of us um i mean a lot of the problem is like conflating cultural issues with political issues indeed we can't have nice things because drag queens that's what i'm saying like that's like they do a really i mean they do a really good job and i'm talking about the gop and the democrats they're both in it like i was saying the other day is like the democrats pander to poor people while helping the wealthy mm -hmm. and the gop panders to the hateful while taking care of the wealthy right which is like that's their thing so that's how they divide and conquer us yes and they do it so well yeah and i don't i just i my only like solution like as a problem solver is just to keep saying it over and over again because it's constant distraction it's like we're going to talk about george santos which is just like he shouldn't be an issue if everything if they weren't actively trying to destroy our country the gop at this point is what they're trying to do yeah uh then he would have just been moved along after one one after some of the news got out right. he would have been pushed out but that's not what they want they want he's a wonderful distraction oh totally totally he's it's the gift that keeps on giving that's why like it's taken me like four weeks to talk about george santos or what however long it's been a story and i'm like all right now the plot is thickening even more and of course i want to bite off that apple let's talk about it but i do of course but but we should yes remind everyone that it is and i'll give you guys my thoughts on that when we talk about it but i think it's good look let's let's all band together let's remember um you know together we stand divided we fall <laughs> and such uh you know channel january 6th energy but like without doing a january 6th or at least not for the wrong reasons we'll talk about that another time <laughs> but yeah. we got to get into this week because we got two stories but a, a couple other things happen i want to uh, you know sort of uh, bring y'all up to speed on so this was the week where sarah huckabee sanders uh began her term as governor of arkansas by banning the word latinx from any state documents uh which is a huge blow to the one spanish-speaking lawmaker in arkansas kelsey all right Kelsey está, como se dice, offended. Um, porque ella sabe que Latinx es, como se dice, politically correct. Um, also, uh, to reinforce the gender binary, uh, Arkansas is also banning the word they from state documents and replacing it with she, what? she's and he's. No, I'm, this is the part I make. It's going to be she's oh. and he's, Billy. That's it. Like, no that's they. She's in here. Like banning Latinx, like that is not. And I'm with you in Arkansas. Like I've been there. <laughs> a, it's not that much. It's not a. It's not a hugely populated state. It does have a lot of power because there's a ton of money there because of the Waltons and some other people. But that is like some some like just like tip of the hat pandering. Yep. Where it like it literally affects no one. <laughs> I mean, no one. Nobody. Absolutely no. But and, but she took a stand. And then it also, but also really plays to the hateful, which is the core of who Arkansas is. 
and I'm not speaking out of turn here. I've played there many, many times. So <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. And that is the core of who those people are. And it is very funny. That is very, very fun. That's a good play because it, you should here's say what's on time it. you play Arkansas, here's, start, start with some Latinx knowledge. Just there's just no way. Casually. Like you said, it's just, there's no, there's no one there. It's, <laughs> Any Latinx in the audience? It's also a smart move. If I'm, if I'm being honest, like she is good because there is a lot of black people in Arkansas. So she's also not defending black people, right. which is smart. <laughs> she's still being happy, but to like no one that really lives there, which is like a smart move. Right. Um, now we need to keep an eye on everything else she's doing. But like, that's, that's, it's like that weird, clever racism that you're like, I don't, that's bad. So you're aware that what you're doing is bad. Or, and, or futile. Meanwhile, they all probably drink poisoned water and drink poison. Uh, yes. Drink poisoned water and breathe poisoned air, but that's whatever. It's fine. Latinx. They don't drink water. If you mean Mountain Dew and soda, <laughs> sure. You're right. That All is right. poison water. You're exactly right. Let's move on. Two sets of classified documents have been discovered at Joe Biden's center at the University of Pennsylvania and then another at his Wilmington home. And Joe Biden's own team promptly told on themselves to the Department of Justice, which is now investigating both of these incidents. And I just got to say, man, Dems are the most teacher you forgot to give us homework motherfuckers alive like they are the biggest nerds like you think republicans would have done this no stop acting like this is a time for wholesome truths it's the year 2023 we've got like four years to stop climate change there was a coup at the capitol now is a time for dirty lies just little lies i don't know why they can't come out and just be like he's still the so he can have documents wherever he wants. <laughs> right. Dude, that's what Trump would have done. He'd be like, well, so he's the president now. So anyway, cool. Yeah, I'm still the president. Like that dude, not the president. <laughs> I'm president now. Like that's, I don't understand why they just like, because that's the whole authoritarian shit they love too. Totally. So the like the other side can just be like, well, I got tip come out. It's dick ass. I like it. I like it. Dickhead. right like that's their that they they respect the hell out of that that's their thing so <sighs> i don't understand why they don't just be like this is yeah and he can have classified documents because he's the current fucking president. president indeed and i'm not a fan of him but it's just like that's an i don't know that's why i don't work in politics i would they would get me i would there's a lot of laws too all right, two more stories before we dig in. After a wild week uh, uh, with the whole, you know, voting for Kevin McCarthy or not 15 times, C-SPAN is asking House Republicans to grant it permanent access to the floor, filming not just what happens on the dais, um, but everything else. In other words, they want to live up to the pan part of C-SPAN. It's mostly been C-STILL, let's be real. Uh, but if anyone thinks that putting a camera on powerful people will make them act more responsibly, allow me to introduce you to the cops. It's not going to work. Uh, and finally, with control of the House, Republicans are off to introducing legislation that will never be passed in the Senate. Things like rescinding new funding for the IRS to go after wealthy tax dodgers and a law to protect these so-called born-alive abortion survivors, which sounds completely nuts, but it makes 
sense coming from a party made up of a bunch of unwanted, never been hugged, nearly aborted, petulant children. Um, it's just too bad their parents didn't have any follow through, much like this crackpot bill. For everything else, this is The Week Where. So this was the week where um, we still don't have universal health care in the United States, uh, in case you were just like in a fun little coma and, you know, came to. Um, and if we thought that things were bad before the pandemic, my God, brace yourselves, because the pandemic about to be officially over. So the Biden administration is weighing classifying COVID as like, you know, a code not emergency basically like declassifying it as a national emergency an, an actual like pandemic so is that like is that like if you just kind of sit next to the your neighbor's house on fire for long enough it's not like an emergency anymore it's just like that's that's what it is I mean, as long as you're watching there. the fire like i got it it's there it's like everybody's kind of used to the fire happening the way it is right yeah so it's an emergency for all kind of like but have you put out the fire? Well, it's no one. It's just everyone knows it's going. Okay. So. But but you still haven't you know. stopped the fire. It's still burning. Cause, all right. I. That's sounds awful. And technically, you're right. It's still going. <laughs> sure. But I got it. I got eyes but on. I it. don't. I don't. I, is your heart rate up because of it anymore? I don't think so. <laughs> we've you can, we've normalized the fire. And did they Golden Globes happen next to the fire? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did a couple people get burned? Yeah. So. Uh, it's not, so, eh. so this is because you look. It's not all on Biden. So there is. If you guys have not been following, <laughs> this Congress has not agreed to fund more vaccine. Either not forget research. They're not funding more vaccine distribution. So treatment is going to shift or could shift to commercial medical distribution as soon as this fall. Um, now, cool. Yeah. So that's fun. Um, so again, his hands are a little bit tied. And because of that, the administration's kind of like, all right, well, we don't really have a huge choice in this. And also, COVID is incredibly unpopular. If you talk about it, it's like, again, you, how dare you bring up the monster that's currently eating my foot off? Like, like that's, that's fucked up of you. Um, now, what does it mean that it's going to go commercial? So just as a refresher, <laughs> you know, the federal government spent $30 billion incentivizing development for the COVID-19 vaccine, securing the purchase and distribution and effectively making them temporarily free at the point of treatment. But there's just two dudes in the front in the living room of a house party just punching everybody. And everybody's like, hey, should somebody in your house punching people? Like, not in the kitchen. So, <laughs> yeah, stop trying to like harsh our vibe. The party. Weirdo. So, because of the lack of funding now, there is probably uh, going to be a private market for it. And, um, the the end of the federal vaccine buying regime and then in, inaction from Congress will lead to a commercial system that could be a cost barrier for uninsured and underinsured who have no guaranteed mechanism for receiving COVID-19 vaccines once federal supplies are delete, depleted. So we're talking Moderna is thinking about $110 to $130 per vaccine. Now, what else? 
if there wasn't already a barrier to getting vaccinated, <laughs> which is just, I don't want to go down to the Walgreens or CVS and I read some shit online or my friend sent me a fake news article, this will absolutely be a barrier to getting vaccinated. But I know some people are thinking, look, we spent that money as taxpayers. What the hell? Shouldn't we actually be able to own it, right? Like, how would we be charged for this, even if we don't have health care? Well, no, but how would they make money? Exactly. Isn't 30 billion enough? 30 billion, though. Just that's but like, I don't know if you know this, but like a yacht, like they're not what they used to be. Like, like they're they cost in the billions now. A, a yacht. So I don't know what I know that tax write off wasn't good enough. Like for the yes, they wrote off pr private planes and the Trump tax cuts. But yachts were not included. And you can write off a 60 million, jet. 60 mil, Billy up to or do you have to spend that much? You have I I think it's. I don't know. I think you could get more, but if you get two of them. Now we're talking. So let's go. So I didn't know this about I this. I do want a jet. I'm sorry. That's, <laughs> I know it's hypocritical to the rest of me, but that part, I could do more stuff. You know what I mean? I could do more stuff. Not if you like. If if it's communally owned, I think it's They're chill. bad. They're bad. I know they're bad. No, they are bad. But so they're also awesome. So it sucks. Billy, hang on one second, because I have to bring into this, this, this piece of information, because I know people are thinking $30 billion we invested. What the hell? Shouldn't it be ours? No. In fact, there was a 1980 law, the Bay Dole Act. Remember, I believe this is of Bob Dole, RIP. Um, federal contractors are allowed to retain the intellectual property rights for inventions they develop with the help of federal funding. So they can actually now, however, the federal government can say, look, we have march in rights. That's part of the law, which I love. It's just like you're busting in like, hey, hey these are our rights. They have march in rights to exercise partial control of those inventions, which some have argued could be a way to create price controls on the vaccine. So they wouldn't be 100 to 130 dollars. But Biden said in 2020 he doesn't embrace the use of march in rights. So, again, here we are. <laughs> and I want to add one more thing to this fire, as we talked about in April. Millions of people are going to be kicked off of Medicaid if the pandemic is no longer classified as an emergency. Why? Because in order to get federal funding, states had to not agree to not kick people off their Medicaid. It's actually led to like 20 million people have been insured under that rule. And come April, if it's no longer an emergency, bye. Goodbye. So it all gets better eventually, right? Right. Or or does it I mean, and I don't say this lightly because but it violent is what happens. Say that again. Like if they're gonna take everyone's health care away and they're going to and it's gonna come to a head and it sounds like they're not handling it uh uh in any kind of thoughtful manner. Uh, or any humane manner, I guess is the right word. That's not like rational people start doing irrational things when 
when <laughs> what are you trying to say it's just it's like like we're talking about like infl with inflation and then you're going to take care take away their medicine or their access to medicine and then you're going to do this it's and then you're not going to allow them to make money on top of that because of all these different greedy factors coming together and not working together yep but taking together as i just like history so i've studied it my whole life because my dad's a history teacher so i didn't have a choice and i like it too <laughs> it doesn't bode well for the way the culmination of what's happening right now doesn't like it's not good it's well what's amazing is that if the left ever did or the majority of people ever did do something like january 6 it would be for health care like and it has been that's, i mean yeah that's what i'm saying we yeah. saw when they tried to take away obamacare right um people folks with disabilities did massive sit-ins and die-ins in the capitol or in um the halls of congress right they think they were in the offices and they were dragged out by capitol police a lot of capitol police willing to put hands on people when it was disabled folks on medicaid super easy a little bit harder uh, on January 6th, I'm not saying the Capitol Police officers, you know, did not do their damnedest, but it's just funny who we saw them put hands on and who we saw them not put hands on. So it's just it, like, you're right. And, and I, and like, we, have we learned nothing is what I'm saying. So, you know, maybe if we take George Santos out, the balance could shift, the house could go Democrat and we could actually fund more responsiveness to this pandemic that still we're talking 500 people a day still dying of covid um and the most transmissible transmissible variant yet which i'm like how what does that even mean now if you literally walk by someone on the sidewalk i'm always always like why are people you know so distance outside this is so corny and now you're like oh no no maybe you could just catch it off of like petting someone's dog randomly or you know coughing in the wrong direction um billy i want to actually just pivot because i'm I, I see ellie waiting behind the scenes and i'm wondering if maybe we can bring bring him in a little early um and just just get down to some brass tacks here uh you have seen him obviously um on everywhere really i mean uh but you have also read his work in the nation he's the justice correspondent he has co been covering the courts criminal justice system politics his book allow me to retort a black guy's guide to the constitution came out in 2022 and it is still available please welcome ellie mistal hi francesca how are you oh my god so good uh welcome nice to meet you, nice to meet you too welcome to the stream welcome to the habituation room um you know a uh, little wolf blitzer I'm, I'm just gonna say the inappropriate thing. I'm never mind. I won't because I've just met you, Ellie. Um, <laughs> Ellie, we were gonna go into George Santos, but I feel like there's more pressing things. If that's even his real name. So we've been making this joke for weeks now, and apparently now it's not his real name. Why would yeah. you guys think that was his real name? Why would anyone that lies about everything be like, this is also my given name? Look, guys, I don't know where you guys are from. I, I'm from Long Island, all right? Like, I, I am a born and bred Long Islander, okay? And so I, I know something about Long Island Republicans, especially in his district. His district is where I used to go to Froofy, Preppy, awesome, uh, 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 get-your-ass-kicked high school. Uh, 
so I, so I know the people who voted for it. Oh, yeah. And, and, and one of the things you have to understand about these people is that as a rule, we're talking about some very selfish people. All right. We're talking about relatively well off. We're talking for the most part about the North Shore of Long Island, which is like the rich part of Long Island. Right. Nassau County. Right. right? South Shore of Long Island. You're talking more like Staten Island white folk. Right. Okay. But like North right. Shore of Long Island, you're talking about like high Brahmin white folk who are really and they, I mean this in their soul. They're just in it for the tax cuts like that. <laughs> They don't care what else is going on. They don't care about these like larger issues of democracy or truth. All they're they're a bunch of Anthony Scaramucci's, all right? They're, they're just <laughs> in it for the money. And so one of the things that's surprising about the Santos thing is that the the Nassau County Republican Party, again, who are just who understand their own voters, even they are saying, yo, this is this is a bridge. <laughs> they are. Like it's it's just too much with the lie. Like we can get the tax cuts from anybody. We don't have to go with this lying idiot person, right? Yeah. And so like, I really don't understand how the rest of the Republican Party can't get to yes on kicking Santos out of out of the Congress. It's actually it's not hard. They'll win it again. They'll run some other kind of stuff suit Republican, and they'll win the district again. That's not their problem. So why they have to? To, to go down the road with this liar, it's really just a situation where the where the National Republican Party is so committed to lies, yeah, and so, <laughs> so averse to basic truths that they are digging their heels in with the guy that even his own party on Long Island has cut bait with. Uh, I, no, it's it's an interesting. Sorry to, to no no to go go please. This is not an ideal form of communication, but <laughs> I I that's a fascinating way to look at it where it is like it is like i don't know if you've met i've in entertainment i've you meet them that you're in politics they're cover politics you know what i'm talking about some people that who lie so much that even they can't admit little lies because if they did this house of cards they've created in their brain comes tumbling down and so many other lies so it opens the door to someone, some legit lunatic who's just like, I don't know, I just say whatever to anybody, even on TV. And you're like, which there already are. Catch you. Really? And he's like, no, nah, I don't think, I don't think they, you know, my, I think I'll get elected. And people are like, no. And he's like, no, that's, yeah. And then what's, what's going to happen is I'm just going to keep going. And. <laughs> Yeah, you're just gonna yeah triple down. Yeah, you're gonna. So at this point, I'm like kind of cheering for him. Where it's like <laughs> he's gonna go back to like the flight records of like 9/11, you know, and be like he's gonna add his mom to them. Be like, no, she did die in the, the second tower. Yup, she's gonna he's gonna create a whole like, you know, her her resume and the time she worked at whatever financial institution. Okay, so that's important though that they. I think it's like they're being consistent at least with their liars, but you're right. Like, <laughs> you know, that they might, they'll I mean, fill we this can't seat. be mad at him. That's what we do. Right. But they'll fill this seat anyway. You're saying, um, even because of the way the County is and the way the district is that they don't have to worry about losing one of their five, uh, seats that give them that advantage in the house. Yeah. This all goes back to Andrew Cuomo. It's like the, the last, the worst, the last and worst, leave behind gift 
um, from from New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. So the reason why New York fucked it up for the in, entire, entire country, country. Yeah. In, in, in this election is that we went through a redistricting process because we lost one congressional seat. Now, New York, through Andrew Cuomo, passed a state constitution uh, amendment that basically took the power of redistricting out of the hands of the New York State Senate and put it in an independent commission that still had to report to the New York State Senate. So it wasn't wasn't really uh, separate, but okay, we have the the a patina of separation between redistricting and 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 the Senate. Okay, Democrats take control of the Senate. Um, and you know, over the I think 2018, we finally got back the New York State Senate, which for a long time had been in Republican hands. And the independent commission goes about, and I can say this the correct way on your show, Francesca. Yes. What what the commission does is go about unfucking New York, okay? Because the because for a long time it was ruled by George Pataki, and so the district uh, lines were already gerrymandered pro Republican. Um, the independent commission unfucked that and kind of put that back to put it back to formula, if you will. There was already, but, mm-hmm. yeah. But that got <laughs> though that map got got uh, was sued and it went up to the New York State Supreme Court. It's actually technically in New York. The highest court is called the New York State Court of Appeals, which is weird because we're stupid. Anyway, went up to the highest court in New York, yeah, which was stacked four to three with Republicans, right. Because one of the things that Andrew Cuomo did during his time in office was that he would give state uh, appellate court seats to Republican lawyers and judges in order to placate the the right-wing base in New York and make him more popular. Now, we see this kind of thing consistently when Democrats get in power. They treat the courts as if they are patronage positions yes. that can be handed out to either party, depending on where you need to to, uh, to to work some political grease, right? And so the New York Court of Appeals threw out the unfucked maps and then basically let this judge in Poughkeepsie, this Republican judge in Poughkeepsie, redraw the districts for everybody in New York, all 21 congressmen. And that's how these five districts went from, you know, competitive, but ultimately Democratic districts to competitive, but ultimately Republican districts. It's all because Andrew Cuomo kept giving state Supreme Court seats to Republicans as opposed to people in his own party. And we see this again, again and again and again, when Democrats have power, they treat the courts like they're unimportant yes. when actually they're the most important thing. Yes. And I just feel like it's who's the most famous resident of Poughkeepsie is, right? Snooky. That's Snooky. So they you guys gave a judge in Poughkeepsie home of Snooky. Yeah. We gave it to good her job. people to draw the map <laughs> with crayons, basically. It's just good um, job, that's here. that's why New York looks the way it looks. And and Kevin McCarthy, okay. I feel like should thank New York, honestly, like at that point, should thank a Democrat. So New York, Florida, the Cuomo in New York, DeSantis in Florida are basically the two governors that save the majority for Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans. Yes. Um, okay. I just let's finish this <laughs> Santo con- Santos conversation briefly. And then I, I want to ask you, talk to you a little bit more about January 6th and such. But I do have to wrap this up with what he's actually alleged alleged to have lied about and how he's digging in. And um, here he is saying, no, he's not going to resign unless 142 people ask him to resign. Congressman, what's your reaction to members of your own party calling for your resignation? 
Are you planning to resign? What about if you resign? Will you, will you resign if the vote is called? If your vote is called, 342 people asked for me to resign. I'll resign. So he didn't get cut off. He just he said if 142 people ask for me to resign, I'll resign. He meant 142,000. He meant, I believe, as voters, but just. It's such a perfect encapsulation of like, yeah, buddy, you should not be here. You're not right for this job. Here's just a little bit more and a, a GOP uh, congressperson re responding to the amount of lies. He claimed that he was Jewish and the grandson of Holocaust survivors. He claimed to have attended Horace Mann Prep School in the Bronx. He did not. He said he was graduated Baruch College as the top 1% of his class, and he was the star volleyball player on the team, volleyball scholarship. He never even attended the school. He claimed he worked for Goldman Sachs and Citigroup. He didn't. He said his company lost four employees at the Pulse uh, nightclub shooting. Uh, he did not. Uh, he claimed his mother's death was somehow tied to 9-11. This also appears to be false. There are many more I could go forward. Uh, sh should he be, should he resign? I mean, sh should he be in Congress? You know, if it was me, I would resign. I would resign. That's Don Bacon from Nebraska. Um, that politician couldn't just be like, yeah, he should. <laughs> it's like, he still couldn't say it. Like, it was still a political answer. He's like, well, if I was that person, I'm good, and I would resign. You're like, well, you wouldn't because you're not that person because that dude is awesome. <laughs> I'm going to date myself here, but there's, like, an old John Lovitz character from Saturday Night Live who would make mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah, yeah, I, I was actually – I actually stopped 9-11. Yeah, that's the ticket. Like, <laughs> that that's what this guy is at this point. He's a joke. But, like but – He's here, like the, the Forrest Gump. Thing of but like the lying forrest gump of politics keep going ellie but but here, here's the last thing for jessica like yes he's a horrible lying congressman right how is he getting <laughs> worse than unfrozen table congresswoman marjorie taylor green right like how is he any worse than low and like republicans are willing to elect and stand by awful people who don't know anything and have no qualifications for the job the fact that he made up his qualifications is actually not all that different than the congressmen who truly have no, who have the same lack of qualifications and just like roll with it anyway. Yeah, I don't, I have no, like Lauren Borbert has no business being in Congress, but no, nobody, but she's there. Right? Yes. This is, this is the Republican brand at this point to, to support and stand by idiots because they don't. And here's the larger point. Because they don't take government seriously. Exactly. Right? Like, well, they, believe they do take it serious. No, they take it serious because they understand it better than most. And that's why they can sabotage it. I think like, it's more. That's, I, 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 I think, think and also, like, I think, and this is not a great point, and it's going to be funny. It's, it, but I do mean it as someone that has traveled the country telling jokes to literally every walk of life mm -hmm. on purpose mm -hmm. uh, by design. Like that was by, by design to go see this country. The Republicans have true representatives of s some of these places, yeah. which is hard for people to A, admit and B, accept. Meaning they're all sort of dumb idiots who are faking it as well yes yes i, I wanted to yes. that and 
And I, I 100% agree with that because I think, like I'm saying, the, the idea... No, yeah, that, I'm tying into your point. I right. am. I'm agreeing the idea with you, that but government I'm saying doesn't it, work and, and can't right. work is shared by lots of people in this country, right? Lots of people in this country think that government is a joke, think yes. that it can't ever work, think that it really doesn't matter who your representatives are because they're going to screw you in the end right. anyway. Like, they, that's representative of a large... I, I would say... Hey, a very large minority of this country thinks that government is absolute bullshit. And so they elect people who act and say and think the same way. Yeah. And that is one of the reasons why I believe we can't have nice things in this country. Yeah. I mean, well, and I've it, said and it, it ties into if their spirituality believes that there is an end time coming and then they self fulfill that prophecy while perfect. they're doing it. Like it all ties into that as well, yeah. which is a tough thing to defeat. Yeah. Um, I've, I've said before that I think Donald Trump's election was the most cynical election in history. The most cynical. It was a ploy to basically blow it all up. Like it's all it's all screwed. I hate it all. So I think it was pure cynicism and white nationalism. But Ellie, let's let's dig in because you've written a lot, obviously, about what's going on in the Supreme Court. Um, and so I want to just start there in terms of what we should be looking out for in 2023. Um, we know what's happened on reproductive rights, um, but what should people know as far as labor rights, gun control, and then a possible paving of a the way for the next coup? Yeah, they're coming for it all, right? Like uh, by, by the time the Supreme Court is done, um, the only rights holder in this country um, will be an AR-15 or an Uzi, right? Like the they'll have well if it registers as an llc <laughs> like no i i mean straight you're, you're right like straight up you're gonna have to like to have rights you're gonna have to identify um as as an uzi in order to to maintain any level of personal freedom once the supreme court is done and that's what we're gonna see over the course of 2023 see 2022 the analogy that i've made is to to buffalo bill in silence of the lambs right after that first kill it's like They've gotten a taste for it now. They've, they, they, they've understood that they can take away a sacred right for the first time in constitutional history. The first time the, 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 the overturning Roe v. Wade represents the first time in American history where a constitutional right had been given and then taken back by the Supreme Court, yeah. right? And they got away with it. As, you know, as much as there was a, a lot of, of, of passionate voting this cycle, they fundamentally got away with it. There were no riots in the streets. There's nobody saying that, oh, we're just not going to follow the Supreme Court's laws. Nobody got arrested. Like, they fundamentally got away with it, which means... Well, they did it by design. Uh, they leaked it. All that was... Right. The way they did it was... was we're not was prepping the waters, anybody. right? Yeah. And so having done that, now they're going to come for everything else. They already laid out all this, the, the suite of rights they're coming for next, we already know this year they're going to overturn affirmative action. That's gone. That's ending in June. I listened to oral organs for that. That's done. Um, we, we know that they're coming uh, for LGBTQ rights. There was a whole case already uh, about a woman in Colorado who doesn't want to serve uh, gay people on her marriage uh, wedding registration website. Note, she doesn't actually have a website and no gay people have asked her to do anything, but she just wants to announce that she, if she ever runs a website, that she will not be serving <laughs> gay people. And the Supreme Court's like, yeah, okay, that's the case, sure, let's take that. Right, so we already know where they're going 
Um, <laughs> that is that. just so funny. I'm sorry. I'm like, so <laughs> as the foremost wedding planner in um, the state of Ohio, where was it called? <laughs> Colorado. Colorado. Um, I just don't agree with planning any gay people's weddings. Like, sorry, what do you do now? Oh, I'm unemployed. I um, <laughs> also like, like what? Like, gay people ain't going to a straight white lady in Colorado Hell to no. plan their wedding. They, That's not. That's not how gay people work. No, it's not. It's, like, not. it's a wedding registration site. Like your job, lady, is to put the link up to William Sonoma. Like that's all you. It's all you have to do. But no, she won't do it for 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 a same sex couple. Okay. But the Supreme Court took the case, so it's going to, in in order to start the 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 rescission of LGBTQ marriage rights. We're going to see it in this wedding registration case, and that will be ported over to florists and DJs and all all kinds of normally public service goods so they're they're coming for a lot of things who can i i'm sorry to interrupt you on this this is <laughs> fine it's so i saw like read the article because i saw the headline of the lady in the picture of her and she is what you think she's gonna look like you guys it's tough to stereotype that she's a she's a fat white lady is what she looks like uh like a little unhappy a little frumpy and unhappy sure, and sure. but i just how do you pitch that to her? Like, hey, you're going to be the face of something just hateful as hell. Yeah, and yeah. You, but you well, don't have to follow through and do it. It's nothing, nothing you really believe, but we're going to make you famous. And she was like, go on. She pitched it to the lawyers. It's, it's not the lawyers went to her. She went to the lawyers. just like, hey, I want to I want to make a statement on this. It's like Kip <laughs> Davis and uh, the woman who would refuse to, to do marriage license in Kentucky, right? Like the, there are people who have decided to make gay people being gay their problem. Right. And I, I don't understand those people. I don't, I, I don't understand, you know, if you don't like gay marriage, I don't just don't get gay married and then don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, and then that should solve it. <laughs> but there are these people out there and these are the people that the Republican Supreme Court now caters to they're also the ones who are on the supreme court you got to remember that we have a highly religious religiously fundamentalist supreme court six of the nine justices are catholics five of them are not just like a la carte like i show up you know like i'm catholic on easter three of them like see angels every day you know like, like i'm catholic when somebody comes to my door and tries to sell me something suddenly I get very like, oh no, Pro Francis says that I can't, right? But other than that, like, but these are, but but the ones on the Supreme Court, at least five of them, they really think that we are supposed to be living in some kind of God's kingdom on earth. Yeah, and so they 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 rule in these Christian fundamentalist way. I think the the best example um, from recent cases was their 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 decision in the praying football coach case. Right, there's a public school football coach leading his yes. players in prayer at the 50 yard line after the game right yeah the players themselves said this is again public school players themselves said that they felt pressured to pray with the coach in of order course. to in time yeah of course which i 100 right i'm from east tennessee and we had a coach my dad was a football coach he was a but like we had one when I was in like in middle school or something that got in trouble because he wanted to do the pre the, the prayer thing and then like our school board, God bless him, was like, man, you just can't do that. Like, and it's like I'm from like East Tennessee where it's like, trust me, people were like, yes, he can, you know, and they were just like, right. 
Legal, no, like legally, he can't. Like, people are just like, I go to church with you. I believe what he believes, but legally, he, and then he kept, he also loved attention. So he kept doing it and got fired because they're like, you just can't, man. And then he ran for school board. It was like this oh, thing, God, yeah. but it is like, but if the coach, like as a, if the coach is like, you got to pray, you're like. You coach doesn't pray. have to say you got to pray. You, you just got to say, I'm going to pray. pray. Yeah. Turns out QB1 also prays. You're going right. to, you know, I had a coach who was like, you know, uh, uh, um, I don't like that long hair. Didn't have to tell me to cut it. Just said, I don't like that long hair. And guess what? I cut my hair because I won on the field. Yeah. yeah, I like to play football. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Ellie, what about in terms of labor, labor rights, and then gun control, and then we're not we're on like culture war BS, which is not even culture war stuff. I mean, these are fundamental rights for people, but labor, gun control, and then that, and then you know, election, election. Yeah. So on labor, so let's do guns because because that's the easiest one. Everybody gets a gun and can use them anywhere and shoot us to that. Like the the Supreme Court will brook no level of gun regulation i cannot think at this point of a gun law that would stand up in front of this supreme court Jesus. we just we're, we're about to hear a case about bump stocks remember las vegas um 60 people dead 400 people wounded bump stocks donald trump banned bump stocks this is not a liberal donald trump banned the bump stocks um but the conservative fifth circuit which is a lower court um overruled that ban creating what's called a circuit split so like basically the two circuits said bump stocks should be banned and one circuit said bump stocks shouldn't be banned which means that will now go up to the supreme court where the six of them will say will almost certainly agree with the conservative fifth circuit and overturn the bump stock ban so you know mass shooters don't worry your your, your, your weapon of choice coming back um so that's gun control labor rights um we're looking at you know Beyond being the, the court that takes, that takes away bodily autonomy and hates gay people and loves guns, we're also fundamentally dealing with one of the most anti-labor courts in American history. And we already saw that this term um, with a case involving, uh, uh, it's called Glacier versus Teamsters. Um, the Teamsters Union went out on strike. So they worked for a concrete company, right? Mm -hmm. A quick drive cement company. So they went on, on strike. Mm -hmm. and Quickly dried, as cement is known to do. <laughs> um, the, the company had to destroy the cement, as they are known to do. And the company sued the Teamsters after the strike was over for intentional destruction of property, which is not what happened. They didn't intentionally, the cement dried all on its own, right? There was no intent there. Um, in fact, the, the strikers actually left the cement trucks rolling so as to delay um, the cement drying. That, that's a really, I mean, you wrote about this and everyone should should check out your work in the nation, of course, but that was really interesting. It's like, not only are they on strike, but they're actually trying to prevent the cement from drying. They like went out of their way to keep the keep the trucks spinning. Drove the trucks back to the company, kept the, kept the trucks running. It's not their fault that management doesn't know how to empty a cement truck, right? <laughs> Maybe they should pay their workers a fair wage to do that. Um, but anyway, they got sued, and that went up to the Supreme Court a couple weeks ago. They'll almost certainly lose. And when they lose that case, um, just all of these right, all of our right to strikes are at a federal level. Um, but the Supreme Court is going to make that uh, penetrable at a state level. 
Um, so any striking worker or any striking workers union will have to worry now about state level lawsuits after the Supreme Court case, which, which is so labor rights again, which is hanged by which a thread. The they, I mean, it's court. sorry to interrupt. That means they will have to be they're going to be liable for any business loss due to the strike, which is effectively that is the point of a strike. That is the point. That's why workers do that. And and now it's like, oh, no, no, no you can sue your own workers for costing you money. Yep. And remember that that even if they win these lawsuits, the cost of litigation itself sure. is what's going to harm the labor unions, right? Sure. It's not like labor unions are rolling in cash. So even when, when even when it's a That's perfect what lawsuit, they got to pay the lawyers, they have to uh, spend the time and money and that drains the unions of resources and that's what they're going to be forced to do after the supreme court case comes down yeah um, francesca the third one you asked about is oh yeah the coup so <laughs> oh yeah so that case is called Moore v harper that's that involves what's called independent state legislature theory that's the theory that it is the state legislature that ultimately gets to decide all of the rules about the election not, for instance, the state Supreme Court or the state Board of Elections or the governor, nobody else, just the state legislature. Why? Well, if you remember, the, the, the legal part of the coup, you know, there was the coup that was like the, the legal coup, and then there was the, the random white people attacking the Capitol coup, right? right? Two, two different coups, right? So the legal part of the coup was what? It was the fake elector theory. Right. It, was the, it was the theory that uh, the Arizona, Pennsylvania, other states with their Republican-controlled legislatures could send in a slate of fake electors and have those electors counted as opposed to the ones that were actually voted on by the people. Um, this is the kind of case that allows them to do that if it goes their way. Now, of the cases that we've talked about, that case is the only one where I have any hope. Really? Okay. Because, uh, because independent state legislature theory is so wackadoodle out there. It was literally first... Uh, uh, recognized or, or argued for in bush v gore of course and it was when rehnquist was casting it about because remember if you remember the the issue of bush v gore and again dating myself john lovitz and bush v gore i'm about no to i'm with it uh, <laughs> um the issue was that the florida state supreme court had ordered a recount right they the republicans were trying to stop the recount one of the ways that they were trying to stop it was them saying hey it's actually the Florida state legislature, which was controlled by Republicans, yes. who gets order a recount, not the Florida state Supreme Court. Now, that is not how Bush won. Yeah, where my brother's the damn governor. Yeah, mm -hmm. right? exactly. The, yeah. The, the, mm -hmm. the, the Supreme Court did not rule in for Bush for that reason. But the lawyer for the Bush team that made that argument was Brett Kavanaugh, who is now on the Supreme Court. <laughs> He so you, using the the using the theory that the state legislature has the power to start the what was it to actually recount because actually yeah to, the only the state legislature could order a recount not the state supreme court was the theory then right now fast forward twenty years we're in a different situation I don't know I feel like this I know that Roberts doesn't like this theory because mm -hmm. if you think about John Roberts for all of his ills and I have. I never, you know, liberals tend to think that John Roberts is the reasonable one. Nope. Nope. He's no, he's the least evil one, but he's not reasonable. Right. But if you think about his jurisprudence, John Roberts wants to give more power to judges 
independent state legislature takes power away from judges. Yeah. So John Roberts is not on board. That's four. And listening to all oral arguments, I don't think that they sold Amy Coney Barrett. Mm. Of the crazy conservatives, Barrett's the one who hasn't written about this theory, hasn't represented somebody who was working on this theory, generally thinks that government should exist, unlike a Neil Gorsuch type. And just based on her questions, I don't know if they sold it to her. Now, granted, Barrett so far has an interesting uh, 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 approach where she asks really smart questions okay. and then rules in the most brain dead fundamentalist <laughs> Christian way, right? Like, you know, wh whatever intelligence she has in the question asking phase never shows up to her actual opinions. So it's easy to get fooled by Barrett, her programming least... just has like a, a little weird glitch in it, you know, and then she sort of like, <laughs> oh, she reanimates was, during was... the vote. Right. I was going to interrupt when you were talking about her and be like, yeah, but that was what I was, I was like, but she says a lot of stuff and then does the complete, she, like, she, constantly. She, she asks but questions. she's got like nutball eyes, too, where you're just like. She like, asks questions like an independent thinking person and then rules like a caged slave person to the Republican cause. That's yes. in her story yes. so far. Right. But at least from these arguments, I don't know that they made the sale to her. And I don't know that they made the sale even to Brett Kavanaugh, who seemed surprisingly to me interested in distinguishing Bush v. Gore from the, the case that they heard a couple months ago. Interesting. So again, it could still all go terribly. But it's of the cases that we've talked about so far, Francesca, this is the one where I don't think all hope is lost yet. Right. And to me, like, and this is sort of my argument with people who see the Republican Party as all election denying crazies. I don't like I do there. I do think um, the Republican Party is all it is a Christian nationalist party. It is authoritarian leaning, if not forwarding, you know, not leaning. It's fully authoritarian. But some of them believe that whoever wins the election should assume the office and some of them do not. And so the question is, how does that shake down on the Supreme Court? And so I would be thrilled if it shook down in the favor of actual democracy, although, of course, arguable if, uh, you know, our electoral college is a democracy or not. But like, you know, that I think is really, really, really important. It's, you know, to see the backlash you see the Boberts and the Gates and the and the nut jobs, and you're like, does Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, and and Barrett want to be associated with that extremist wing, or are they extremists who want to still put on their cloak, put on their robe, and you know go forth in taking away gay rights? <laughs> well, this this is my opinion on that, and it's and I will admit that it's cynical, but my thought on that is because of the way our government works currently where corruption is legal it doesn't matter hey what they're what they say or what they do it, it it's gonna matter to where they're where that dark money is that supports them and tells them what to do sure. when to do it. sure that's the that's the scariest part of what's happening and with citizens united to me because it's like y'all it's like it doesn't if they're bought and paid for, it doesn't matter. It it's someone else's plan, which is fucked up to say out loud. Yeah. yeah no, the Republican Supreme Court is completely agenda driven. They're they're thinking about 
how best to make the world safe for their donors and for the larger Republican Party. The distinction that I've made, to, to go to Francesca's point, it's kind of like the distinction between a leopard and a hyena, mm -hmm. right? You're going to die. It's mm -hmm. going to eat you, right? But they have very different ways of eating you, right? Sure. The leopard's going to be all stealthy, kind of get you from behind, then take you up into the tree. That's like your kind of establishment Republican. I just want to eat all the meat by myself and not share it with anybody. <laughs> like, that's your standard Republican, right? Then you've got these other Republicans that are like the hyenas, and they're just like, <laughs> and they just, they're going to swarm you. <laughs> they're cackling, and they're kind of going to eat you while you're still alive. Totally. kind of more scary. But at the end of the day, like you're just meat to them, right? And so it's don't talk about their cocaine orgies. They will come after you and get you then. Yeah, too. Exactly. Unless, like yeah, Madison Cawthorn eaten face first yeah, and just. Right? Ooh, he learned a lesson, did he not? That's what the Madison Cawthorn is, is is the cautionary tale for all of them Republicans, right? Because they yes. they will turn on you just as quick as they will turn on me. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ellie. I want lastly on the Supreme Court. Joe Biden, the president, uh, although I feel like he's the last to know, um, <laughs> what options does he have when it comes to the court? Like, what do you, what are you and your assessment, what do you think is the right move for actual democracy and representation? Okay, first of all, let's give Biden cre credit. He has nominated the most diverse set of federal judges in American history, I'm including Barack Obama, I'm including Abraham Lincoln, whoever you want to talk about, uh -huh. Joe Biden has nominated the most diverse bench, not just in terms of um, ethnic diversity, but in terms of gender diversity, in terms of sexual orientation diversity, in terms of experiential diversity. He's not just pulling from Harvard and Yale, right. um, like a lot of these people do. So, so Joe Biden gets a lot of credit for the people he has nominated. Right. The problem comes with, in, in, with with the number of spots available to him, because Mitch McConnell um, was able to Mitch McConnell and Trump were able to nominate so many judges in part because McConnell was blocking Obama judges from 2014. Right. Right. So McConnell came in with a with a sure fit of open judicial spots, and then Trump and McConnell just filled them and filled them and filled them and filled them. Um, Biden doesn't have that. Right. The, the way that you can get around that is to expand the courts and not just the Supreme Court. I have all these reasons why we should expand the Supreme Court, both from just cutting the power of the Christian conservative majority to simply kind of making it a more fair and representative body um, that lords over the rest of us with their lifetime appointments. But I'm also talking about expanding the lower courts. We are actually overdue for a lower court expansion we used to do that about every 20 years huh. but the last one was in 1990 and the lower courts are overwhelmed with work they have the, with, with work and litigations that's not me saying it the judicial conference which is a which is a group of uh, of retired federal judges is saying that we need 75 new lower court judges like today like now to expand the benches just more yeah so what we should be and i promise you if republicans ever get control of the senate and the white house again the first thing they're going to do is expand the lower courts because they actually need it right so like that's where biden and the democrats should be pushing right now but as i'm sure you've talked about many times on your show the senate is not there the the the, the votes are not there in the senate to do that i would still like biden to to be trying to lead that charge as opposed to being the guy who acts like everything is just fine and we don't need to have radical change 
throughout our judicial system yeah. to back to rebalance it. Like again, screw partisanship power. Yeah. We're, we we just have at this point too few judges to do all of the work. I would like Biden to make those arguments, but he won't. And Dick Durbin, the current head of the Senate Judiciary Committee, he won't. He's actually a, one of part of the problem. Um, I, I support Sheldon Whitehouse for that job. Sheldon Whitehouse wants that job. He'd be great at that job. He gets it. Dick Durbin does not, but Dick Durbin is senior. Whitehouse, so, I mean, like, Sheldon Whitehouse is my, that's my Senate crush. That's just like, I just have to put that out there. That's my silver, silver Fox Senate crush, Whitehouse. Yeah. When you see Whitehouse him. Gets it. Why, yeah, when he when he breaks down uh, dark money, you're like, I like you, I like you a lot. But you got a little chart. You got a little charts. He's amazing. But okay, so not gonna happen. Um, but would it, if it had to happen, it has to be filibuster. I mean, we have to reform the filibuster first to even imagine rules around expanding the courts to change. Right, and we say we like. Remember, it's not it's this it's not a law. <laughs> it's not a constitutional principle. It's just, it's a Senate tradition that we're talking. The filibuster is a Senate tradition. They've changed the tradition before. Right. Remember, we used to have the talk, and I, this has been my thing for a long time. We don't even have to eliminate the filibuster. Let's just go back to the talking filibuster. Yes. Let's just go back to the Jimmy Stewart days. Oh my God, now I'm really old. Let's just go back to the <laughs> Mr. Smith on uh, Goes to Washington days right. where you actually have to filibuster through talking. There used to be, the reason why we got away from the talking filibuster was a rule made by Senate, Demo by Senate Democrats back in the 70s, actually, um, to try to end the gridlock, right? And so in the before times, the Senate could only debate one thing at one time. Mm. So if that's how a filibuster worked. If you just talked and talked and talked, you could keep the Senate from moving on. So what they did in the 70s was, was create two tracks. Basically, the Senate can do two things at the same time. And that's how we went from the talking filibuster to now it's called the procedural filibuster. Nobody actually has to talk. They just have to indicate that they're willing to talk and that ends uh, that ends debate, right? We should change that rule so that, no, it's one track and you actually have to talk. And the reason why yeah. I like the talking filibuster is that I want, Repu when Republicans filibuster, I want them to have to get up and explain why. Yeah. Yeah. So that, for the most part, will be an argument they lose. And then when it gets flipped back around, when the Democrats are in the minority, which will happen eventually, um, and we have to filibuster. I want us to talk yes. and explain why we're filibustering. Because even though we might lose the vote, we win the argument yes. as to why that bill shouldn't have been passed or why that law shouldn't go forward. It just on piggy, piggybacking on that, I mean, you saw what happened. You know, you know, you have a week of Kevin McCarthy's, you know, 15 votes, et cetera. And the whole country's talking about it. C-SPANs, you know, gone wild. You know, you got people. And so you're totally right. If you had the talking filibuster back, which Biden has signaled he he is for, you got to get Ted Cruz up there talking about why voting rights are bad. And, yep. you know, and, and look, I'm not saying that would he would lose the argument. And of course, Fox News would never air him, you know, owning himself and sounding like a fucking idiot. But he would sound like a fucking idiot. And, and that's not going to hold up. And we would and hopefully we, you know, we could capitalize on that. There's a lot of things that need to happen. <laughs> um, I do want to end, like, sort of wrap this up um, with your final thoughts. Jack Smith, special prosecutor, going after Donald Trump. Is the Department of Justice going to indict Trump for what happened on January 6th? Yes or no, Ellie? 
I'm sure Jack Garland Muller Smith man <laughs> Rosenstein will be the one to finally bring Trump to justice as we all hope. And... No, look, I do think, look, I do think Trump will be charged with something. Really? I just there, there's this too much. There's too much. I think he will be charged with something. Will he ever go to trial? See, the thing that people have forgotten is that we've got to think about the timeline here, mm -hmm. right? A it takes a long time to go from charges to trial, and we are already abutting the end of that timeline. Let's say that Jack Smith tomorrow indicts Trump for obstruction of Congress. How fast do you think we can go from an indictment to an actual trial of a former president, right? right. At hyper speed for a trial of that magnitude, you're talking eight months to a year. Right. At you know going as fast as humanly possible, Two you're years. talking about eight months to a year, and that doesn't count all of the appeals that will go up to the Supreme Court and have to come back down. That Trump, because Trump will appeal everything. He'll appeal every motion. He'll appeal every bit of evidence. He will appeal everything. It will always it will all go up to six conservative justices. We'll have to wait for that. Tick 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 tick. A year from now is what, guys? A year from now is the New Hampshire primary yep. that Trump says he's running in. Now, I do not believe <laughs> running for office should make you immune to being prosecuted for crime. I mean, if it is, I run for office, I'm running for president, so I'm not paying my taxes. Just say that out, right? Yeah. Like, if that's yeah. how it's going to work, but it doesn't yeah. work like that. It shouldn't I've work. I robbed like so that. many banks. Yeah. You got, but, right? The last place we... you can be hired as a criminal is the White House, is it's Congress the House, right? and the White House. But do we really think, let's say that Trump wins New Hampshire, let's say he wins Iowa, do we really think that we're going to have a trial of not only a former president, but of but of this sitting, the the, the, the <laughs> Republican nominee? No. Do we think Merrick Garland's going to have a trial for that? No. Do we think if we're going to have Bravo a Bravo becomes of speaker of, if, if Bravo becomes head of the Justice Department, then we do. I, it's just, so my issue is not even no, at this point whether or not Jack Smith will do his job. I don't know. I expect not because I have been burned too many times before by too many. You know, there are only so many institutionalist white men that I can trust in the lifetime. And I, and I am full and up. you shouldn't. And you shouldn't but trust any of Even if he does everything right, I just don't see where the timing works out that we can actually get this done, get to a conviction, and get to resolution before the election. I just, right. I, I, I think we're already in the zone where, look, if, literally, if he does it tomorrow, there's probably enough time. Right. But if he does it, you know, Ides of March, March 15th, then I think we're, I, I think we, we, we slipped the timeline. Sure. But hanging over, I mean, it could be very delicious. I'm saying delicious because a friend was like, I hate when people say delicious, but I'm using the word. It could be very delicious to have Trump running for president while criminal, a criminal charges, a criminal prosecution is hanging over him. I mean, who's voting for that? Right. Like, I do believe. I mean, are you serious? No, no. Uh, 50, 49% of people will vote for that at least. Right? Yes, but not That's enough. I mean, not enough. I do I do think that even Republicans, I think Republican voters are a little tired. They're a little, they're fucking, they need to rest. I mean, half of them are like, you know, they're on death's door. They've got long COVID if they haven't already died. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is just me. This is just me hoping. But you, yes, you, also you have guys to remember. Right. I mean, that's a lot of hoping him. You're you're hopping right there, Francesca. But yeah, that's what I was remember. thinking too. And it's like, like, and a lot of those old people, they live on spite and hate, and then that motherfucker <laughs> feeds them that. And if he gets George Santos as his running mate, 
man, there's just no limit to what, like, I think a lot, a large portion of an older generation needs to die before our country truly moves forward. I know. Uh, you know who has to end it on just a, like a good even note. If you, you know even I mean? if you think that maybe Republican voters are getting tired of Trump, you know who has an endless appetite for Trump, no matter what kind of criminal sanctions are, are, are hanging over his head? Jake Tapper, right? <laughs> CNN, uh, right? Like the, the mainstream media has an <laughs> endless appetite to put Trump in our face at every point and that will also propel him yes. and help him get over any charges that may be forthcoming. Yes, I, I will yeah. never forgive Jake Tapper for, he's having a moment now, but for moderating that first Republican debate back in 2016 and just letting Trump run the goddamn board. And like, he was like, what do you think of building a wall on the US-Mexico border, uh, Jeb Bush? And everyone had to respond to that harebrained fucking racist ass idea. And, and you're just, you're never going to happen idea. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry. So you can just say something and you've moved the goalpost that far right. That's how easy it is to play the media. Anyway, um, Ellie. What do you think about banning all Muslims from the country? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. What do you, so Trump has put out this idea and we're going to just take it seriously. Hook, line and sinker. It's insane. Um, Ellie Mistal, you're so wonderful. I'm so grateful you joined us in the Bituation Room. Please, uh, where can people find you and follow your work? Um, I am at thenation.com. I write twice a week there. I'm also on Twitter still for now <laughs> at L-E-N-Y-C-E-L-I-E-N-Y-C. And you can buy my book, Allow Me to Retort from local booksellers near you. I love it. Um, please come back and have an excellent beginning of your year. Take care. And Billy, you're sticking around because we have one more segment to do. Um, Great. Well, two more if you want to be on for the bonus, but we have a final segment because you guys, <sighs> gas stoves, yes, I said it, trigger warning, all right? Um, gas stoves have become the latest uh, sort of freak out that the right is having because the Consumer Pro Product Safety Commission began, began talking about maybe we should ban yes they they use the b word maybe we should ban maybe we should restrict gas stoves why they're actually really fucking terrible for you and and i didn't know this i like cooking on gas stoves if only just to say i'm cooking with gas because that's fun but you it, can say it without it that's yeah, true so a peer-reviewed study released found that one in eight cases of childhood asthma in the U.S. can be linked to gas stoves, meaning roughly 650,000 people aged under 18 could be suffering asthma attacks and having to use inhalers because of the presence of gas stoves in their homes. As a new mom, I am like, no, I have a gas stove. This is I bad. don't know when this, I read about this, so like this study's not new, I don't think. That's why I was like, kind of baffled by like getting online the other day and was like everyone like everyone was like they're gonna take away your gas stove and i was like huh uh because i really like, we got solar like two or three years ago and you know you read all like how you do all this stuff and like we're still not using it to its capacity because like everything else when you get new stuff you have to get other new stuff because then your old stuff doesn't fucking work right um 
you know, it's like it's they took that Apple thing, that whole Apple where like you got the phone, now you gotta get nine things. You have to get a million a million dongles to get your solar panels to work. Sell it all together. Um well so but it is like they they've known this for like a long like for a while. Like some some people in Stanford figured it out a long time ago. We're like, this is like yeah, I read about this product six or seven months maybe longer. Yeah. I don't know, because time doesn't exist anymore after the quarantine. But so but I did remember reading like the people that did the study as soon as they got the results back literally removed their stoves that next week holy like they shit. were like like they spent the money that week like that's what the article i read that's where i was like huh i should mention this to my wife <laughs> no so we rent and like look i looked up electric stoves i mean the whole thing it's like they're like you can get them for 500 dollars. that's not nothing but that's not like an insane you know whatever the point is it's probably a good idea. However, because it's a good idea and because it's good for the planet and your health, you can bet that Republicans are freaking the fuck out about it, um, including the former White House doctor, um, Ronnie Jackson. You guys remember this guy who basically said Trump was, I think, in the best condition, best shape of anyone he's ever seen in his life. That might have been Ronnie. It might have been the other doctor. He, no, it was him. He tweeted, I'll never give up my gas stove. If the maniacs in the White House come for my stove, they can pry it from my cold, dead hands. Come and take it. These dudes know, they know their base so well. Come. But it's like, because like that's the Texas motto, like the come and yeah, take it. Yeah. That's that's their dumb like it I think it should be like don't mess with Texas, please, because our, our grid can't take it. Please don't mess with <laughs> don't please don't mess. We can't just take don't it. touch it. We got a lot of wiring. Just, it's it is oof, delicate. Don't, don't mess with that's uh, so funny. <laughs> um so we okay, so I want us to imagine what other things is the left coming for? Because no one's banning gas stoves. Biden, of course, and the administration walked away from even the whiff of the idea as soon as the right got a hold of it. So this is the future the left wants. What would you say, if you, you travel around, Billy, what do you think would freak out the red states or the red counties of the purple states if you and like you could accurately convince them was a thing that was happening oh i think i mean it would be really funny first of all it's how my brain works all the time so this is a good segment for me first of all i think you should you could get them pretty easy on like banning remote controls just all (laughs) just because there's some kind of wave thing that's bad for yep. like you could make just you could do that so simple if you just use the right terminology the other one and i think it might uh it might they cause a small like it would cause violence is what it would cause oh yeah like you could you could be like hey we're banning all food delivery services uh, there's no more food delivery. It's like wasting too much gas and all that. We've yeah. done some, like, people lose their, sh- like, just as an April Fool's, I think people would lose their minds over that. 
I definitely think the first of all the 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 remote control thing is something the White House should put out on April 1st just to fuck with people. Like, cause they mm-hmm. would be, they'd be like, oh, I'm gonna get up from this couch. I'm, oh, get, I'm gonna get up from this couch. And then, you know, like three hours later, they will have gotten up from the couch. These are the people who didn't join on January 6th, but if you take away their fucking remote control, they'll be there. And then, it's yeah. Like, we'll have a delivery. basket full of them. They have a basket full of remote. They'll, they'll have a basket full of all their takeout boxes. I mean, I'm gonna... <sighs> Not today. <sighs> um, I think, I think if you ban, try to ban like missionary position, <laughs> uh, that would be fun. I don't know why I th- thought of that. How would you make that announcement? I'm curious. Um, well, it's, it's anti-feminist, you know, so, uh, you know, you, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. It's a, it's a, uh, you know, women, come on, um, come on, man. Women on top, man. Women on, women on top. That would, that would drive some motherfuckers crazy. Women on top. <laughs> cause that's like, and they're just like, cause, and then other would get mad. Like, oh, I was, I like that. I don't like doing anything. I just lay there. It's great. Right. Oh, there should be mandatory butt stuff. Um, the uh, <laughs> I just went sexual with it, but Suburban Housewife is saying ban. No, I was just thinking, like, how could you, like, everyone has to have a dildo? Yes. Like, some kind of requirement, kind of like that. Government every issued. Woman, every woman, oh, because that would get the dudes really fired up, is if every woman needs, is like, you know how they give out, like, they crack pipes through like needles and stuff. They give every woman. It's part of the harm reduction box. You, there is a dildo yes. in there. It's small. Ev- no, every woman, once she turns 12 or 13, that would drive them <laughs> fucking insane. Gets a dildo, like the selective service. Like you have to fill out a certain thing. It's like you get, you get a box of tampons when you turn 13 and a dildo and people in america would lose their uh, goddamn mind. i think people in america would lose their minds even if you just gave them a box of tampons because no they do get because that breaks the hymen and that means you lost your virginity to tampax cotex my sister's got mailed tampons oh really and they were like by like what clinton maybe I'm that, making that, that checks up. out but Was... i remember like like something weird like that where like you turned 18 they got like it was weird. There's something. That's some East Tennessee shit. Tennessee. Was that what you... I did learn recently that, uh, remember that? Did you have to take the ASVAB in high school? I, I, I probably. Probably you. I, if you don't know what it is, you probably no. Did. What it's was for the mili- It's an aptitude test for the military. Oh shit! No, I don't remember taking that. No. Well, I learned because we did it all, that you have to take it your junior year. We thought we had to take. They took everyone in the gymnasium. And like me and some of my like football and baseball teammates, we cheated our asses off and got like hundreds on everything. Cause like, you know, one dude was good at mechanics. I was really good at English. I was good, like another person was good at math. So we just passing the test around, not knowing that that was the worst thing you could have done because the next year, every recruiter called all of us every day. Oh my God. Late team. Have you thought about your future son? You're like, no, that's why I was fucking around on your stupid test. 
yeah, that's like, and they're like, well, you cheated, like you and that group would do really well. It's like an elite unit. Kind of thing. We're like, oh, I guess, yeah, you're right. They passed that test. But then I mentioned that one time on the internet about having to take the ASB. And I was telling like, yeah, we cheated. And that mm-hmm. was like the wrong thing mm-hmm. because, and then people were like, school had to take that and i was like what and then it comes fine it's just rural poor schools that they go and make the whole school that's so like all my friends fun. that went to like either nicer public schools or private schools that's not a thing so was it a it was that's a physical cool. test yeah no it's an aptitude test. I think they like, must have taken that. My school was not a fancy school. It was a public school. Uh, that was not a, a nice public school. Um, but I don't, they, but you know, they just sort of, you, you just kind of like delete that part of your memory where you're like, oh, here's another uh, test. Here's another aptitude test. I don't know. Some government sure. do it, you know? Um, but no one ever told me it was necessarily for like the military. But I just know because I told my dad what I did and he's like, oh, that's why they keep calling our house every day. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, y'all did really well. I was like, yeah, we all like, yeah. It's like, we're all smart dudes. It does our individual thing. Yeah. It was- but it's just, it's so ridiculous. Like this is one again, like I think if you tried to ban bottled water, it, you like, it doesn't matter. They would freak out. They're like, we're going to ban bottled water because one, the plastic is bad for the environment. But two, we, we're going to work on your like water sourcing in your town, in your community. We're going to clean it up. We're going to, you know, like people will be more like, jobs. Nope. exactly. More jobs. Like, nope, fuck that. I hate that. We only bottled water. Now, folks would have a reason in a lot of places because of how bad the water supply is. But like, again, it's it's this idea that everything privatized is better than anything public that anyone trying to do anything for my benefit including giving me fucking health care right helping me out ro- giving me a vaccine for free that that is actually that's government control over your own lives and your own bodies let's not talk about people with uteruses because of course that doesn't even count um i don't have like you know the cognitive dissonance is perfectly fine in my brain like so again Well, we're not talking about, you're giving a lot of human beings credit about critical thinking skills that I don't think they have. Like, I get sad a lot because of my travels, and this is why I'm I'm hoping, like, being a little bit more famous will help that people more like-minded that will come to my shows because our education system is really bad and our our people are really dumb and i don't mean that in like a i do mean it in a funny way but i also mean it in like a very concerned way where like like there is no don't teach a lot of critical thinking skills so when that what they teach and if you remember there's a lot of abc true or false not a lot of essay questions and things like that in your where it's like it's not good because people are taught how like okay just do this and do this and so when they hear the preacher say this and then they hear the radio dude say this and they hear the internet man say that it's all very similar because it is combined and it's deep yeah the left has more numbers but most of us want to be left the fuck alone um it's so it's hard to 
you know so some but i like you bringing it full circle billy wayne like just we we gotta work together because it's so funny because i always feel like you know sometimes like the you know the real problem is education that always felt a little bit like a lib thing to say kind of like a centrist sort of elitist like not elitist but um someone who's sort of not looking at like the systemic problems or you don't look at capitalism or you don't look at like you know corporate greed like just going back to education but we're definitely in a moment where we're like no 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 it's education it's it's education it really is it still needs to be education it always has been education please give us more Every, education <laughs> it's all of it that's educating people is the only like if you think about the the cure to racism is education that's all it is honestly i it's mean like in life cure, education too the cure to like being hateful and like all that is just educating yourself of like why do you feel this way or like and that's a tough thing for intelligent people to do is self-reflect and learn and then if you're dumb it's <laughs> and you have it it's hard it is hard to be it, dumb because you're just going to your pleasure things and capitalism really exploits your pleasure stuff uh it's true it's it, it really my parents are both i'm surrounded by educators so that's why like i educators in the south i also thought I'm i was like, dumber than i was i think for most of my life because my parents were educators because they were always like mm, you know and i am dumb don't get me wrong but i thought <laughs> i was dumber than i was so like don't sell so yourself short part. um so billy well where can people find you where can we get you this better audience <laughs> no shit <laughs> um that's why i'm coming on smart shows like yours uh just if you google billy wayne davis just whatever you need <laughs> to find me at will come up well google i can say all this stuff just google billy wayne davis and all yeah um and you yeah. you everyone go to youtube and testify is available um and please try and catch billy where he is live see him in the flesh he's fucking hilarious so fun that is what i do best that is what i do best <laughs> uh all right billy we will uh maybe see you in the bonus and if not um be so well thank you for being with me take care and thank you all for being here as well thank you for listening thank you for being live, um, reading some comments. Craig Geis on YouTube says, Fran, I named one of my new baby goats after you. Thank you. I that's I want a picture now. I just want a picture. That's adorable, though. Um, does the goat do yoga? Um, Centaur Dragon says, you better mark the Molly and multivitamins differently so mistakes don't happen. I think this is about Coachella. Word. Pfft. I don't I don't do drugs. That's talk about a young woman's game. Christ. Um, let's see. The happy clam says, oh wait, you guys are having a discussion about chickens. Fun. Um Ra Rachel Horning reminding us that there was a mass slaughter of commercial chickens due to the avian flu, and that meant shortage prices. Yes. And I will remind everyone that part of the reason our livestock gets so sick is because of our industrialized form of raising them and injecting them with hella hormones and antibiotics and uh you know then they become resistant to superbugs and deforestation also leads the shit like the fucking COVID-19 pandemic so anyway it's all bad um 
Let's see. Uh, Robert, thank you for your super chat. Too bad their parents have any follow through. A winner. Thank you. I write these things last minute. Um, Catch a butterfly saying also SNAP benefits being reduced in March. If you're in a financial crisis, you're effed, honestly. Um, let's see. Uh, 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 Terrence Trumbo says Sheldon got juice. Yes, he does. Sheldon Whitehouse. Schultz 100. Yeah, this Ellie guy, he's smart. He's a smart guy and heroic too. We need more folks like him. He's a man of action. I love Ellie Mistal. I am so starstruck that he came on the show. Um, H-ball, uh, HB Hall 5 on Twitch. Come and try and take my 7-Eleven Slurpee for my cold dead hands. Yeah. Um, I will give myself a heart attack. You can't stop me. Um, Rachel Horning, thank you for your super chat. Crap. I will be 47 in two days. Happy early birthday. Happy early birthday, 47. That sounds like a beautiful, ripe, wonderful age. Um, a couple people saying uh, what will trigger the right. Banning John Wayne movies. Compulsory gender studies, uh, says Reiki Dragon. Banning high fructose corn syrup, says Suburban Housewife. Oh, God. Do we need to trans? I mean, remember the whole trans fats thing? Like, if we were having that debate right now, there would be eating contests on the Congress floor. Um, Camperman 5000 on YouTube. Wait, George isn't a volleyball champion? How dare he? How dare he? All right, you guys. Um, thank you so, so, so much for being part of the show. Uh, with that, let's thank some folks. Let's uh, get into, not get into, let's just thank some folks with the fart song. <laughs> thank you to new patron at ten dollars or more which gets you the shout out made by wombat you're so sweet thank you to the twitch subs jason young 84 subscribe with prime seaman assassin 420 resubscribe with prime for three months you've been subscribed that farts for you, babe. ZX227, subscribe for one month of tier one, subscribe for three months. Sorry, I'm late. I slept on my day off. Here's my sub for my favorite streamer. Love to you. Punch up Dragonry, subscribe with Prime. And Alosher cheered 11 bits. Thank you. And then finally, Lizzie Nepon, resubscribe for one month at tier one. Subscribe for 23 months. Damn, girl. Almost two years. Thank y'all so much. Thank you to everyone who makes this show possible. To Paige Omek, to Maximilian Inhoff, to Alexander Orness, and to Andy Vasoyan who edits this show. You guys can tip the show as well. TBR-Live on Venmo, TBR-Live on Cash App. But I'll see you in the bonus. Uh, Patreon.com slash Bituation Room. Remember, we stream every Tuesday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Twitch and on YouTube. Follow us on all the things. Twitter, Bituation Pod, TikTok, and Instagram at Franny Fio. And remember, fight the power, fuck the patriarchy, and don't just bitch about it. Be about it. Later.